Welcome y'all to episode four of the I'll Get Better Later, I Promise podcast. It is I, your gracious, humble, and thankful host, Big Angry, aka Amen, aka Tony, aka Captain of the Dad Bod Squad, aka Mr. Me Too, aka What You Got for Your Boy Today. About to bring y'all episode number four of the I'll Get Better Later, I Promise podcast coming to you live from the Joy's Crown Studios, a.k.a. my secret recording location. Um, It's time to get into it. I got some interesting topics for y'all today. Hopefully this is going to be better than the last episode as promised. If not, I apologize. I'll get better later. Let's get into it, y'all. Thanks. All right, y'all. This next topic that I want to get into is a very serious subject. It's something that is very important to me. And I want to make sure that I do this subject justice. So I'm going to try to make sure that I speak very clearly, concisely, and in a way that I can get my point across to you. What I want to talk about right now is the subject of the need for police reform in our country, which is America, for those of you who maybe one day are listening internationally. But right now we're having a, a major crisis in the country where police are killing unarmed black men and women and children, and they are suffering little to no consequences for it. It is something that is a huge issue that the country has to deal with if we are to have any chance of having unity and getting to a place where people feel safe. And that's one of the things that I really wanted to touch upon is the current state of policing in America does not make anyone feel safer. Most of the time, from my experience, people that I know feel less comfortable when there are police around, whether the people are doing anything wrong or not. I think there is an awareness that the police have a reputation, which has been earned through many, many lost lives of our our brothers and sisters, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, And if I name them all, I'll be here all night. You know what I'm talking about. These people who are being murdered by police officers for very little or no reason in situations where people's lives do not need to be lost, we are seeing loss of life. And it is becoming a, it is not becoming, it has been and continues to be a huge problem. I don't say this to say that all police are bad. I don't say this to make it a racial issue. I say this because it is an issue that needs to be addressed. 
I am not advocating for harming any police officers, any of the good police officers. I appreciate you. I know that is a very dangerous job. I have loved ones who are police members or law enforcement members. I know people, I have friends and family members of friends who are law enforcement officers. And these are good people that I know. I still believe that the current model for policing in this country is broken and it is not helpful. Right now, when I see a police officer, I fear for my life. I fear that I'll be harassed. I fear that I will be profiled just because of myself being a black man. I can honestly say that I have never personally had a negative interaction with a police officer where I felt as though I was being treated unfairly or harassed or targeted. I'm very grateful for this. And I'm aware that this is not the experience that many of you listening may have. It is not the opinion that many of you may have. It is not, it may not be your experience, but I can only speak to my experience and be genuine. Even though I personally have never had a negative interaction with any law enforcement, I am aware that many of you who I care about and who I know and who I love have had negative experiences with law enforcement. I do know that many of you feel as though this interaction was negative based, if not solely, at least partially because of your race, because of the color of your skin. And that's not acceptable. It's not something that people should feel. It's not something that should happen. It's not something that should be allowed. And it has to stop. I think that the problem is being a police officer is a job that for one reason or another has tended to attract a certain type of person to it. I'm speaking in general. I'm not speaking to anyone in particular. If it does not apply to you, I'm not talking to you. But I'm speaking about the type of person who has power issues, who has racial issues, who has built in biases and preconceived notions about race that may or may not be based on any kind of real facts or information. And many times these people who are being put in these positions to police communities have no connection to the communities and they have no need to try and make the community better. They're simply doing a job that they may not particularly like or care about. And it's just a check. I think that the way the policing system and the law enforcement system in this country is set up is not fair. It's not made for people who look like me or people who are from where I'm from or people who I know. I think that instead of protecting and serving or serving and protecting the communities, a lot of times police officers or law enforcement officers tend to have a power fantasy that they are playing out and it is costing people their lives. I think that people are playing like this is a movie 
and they're going in guns blazing, reenacting their scene from their favorite police movie or action movie, and maybe pretending that this is the the most recent video game that they played. Not saying that movies or video games in themselves are the cause for these incidents, but I'm using it to illustrate the thought pattern and the behavior that has been exhibited by some of these people. Brianna Taylor was murdered in her home, in her bed, by police officers who were serving a no-knock warrant for her boyfriend, who they believed was engaged in illegal activities, selling drugs or whatever. Without introducing themselves, without identifying themselves, without giving anyone a chance, they came in their house with guns drawn, making noise, and when they were confronted by someone who would act in a way that any person with self-preservation would act, they let off several shots, some of which took the life of Breonna Taylor. My point that I bring up is a situation like this where there is not an immediate risk of someone being hurt. Why do we need such heavy handed actions? Why do we have to kick in doors? Why do we have to come in guns drawn? I'm not a police officer. I don't put my life on the line every day when I go to work. I don't have to worry about somebody taking a shot at me because of an arrest that I made five years ago. I don't know what that's like. So I can't speak to that experience. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I can speak to how it makes me feel. I can speak to how my friends and family members feel when we speak about it in private. I propose that the current law enforcement system and policing in particular be reconsidered. I've shared this with some of you before, my reimagining of what a, a reimagined law enforcement system or police system could be. We could have a system where young men and young women who have achieved high levels of success academically, athletically, in the community, are presented with an opportunity to be stewards of their community. And what that would be is somebody who is from the community, who is invested in the community, who knows the community, would make sure that things are okay. If they see something happening or they know that something is going down, they can be the ones to to try to make a difference in it. They would be from the place where they're going to be protecting. They will know the people that they are serving. They will have an incentive to make the community better. They will not be coming in from two hours away to do a 12 hour shift in a place that they don't like with people that they don't know. They will be protecting their family members and friends 
it doesn't have to be an armed thing uh, armed when i say armed guns it could be where these people aren't the the arm of the law that would come in and arrest someone or to take someone down or bust someone for selling drugs they would be more of a person who the community knows if there's an issue they can go to them and they would be someone who if there is something that's happening they can make a report or they will be able to provide information to someone else who can then proceed with an investigation who can then proceed with any kind of legal actions that need to be taken and i understand that this is not a fully developed policy it's not a a, a solution in and of itself but my intent is only to further the conversation to to give people something to think about to come up with something that could be a better way um i have been told by one of my close friends my best friend that in other countries there exists similar type of situations um i believe the people were called sheiks if I'm mispronouncing it, I apologize. If I'm misspeaking, I apologize. I'm I'm remembering this. this is not something that I personally uh, am familiar with. But the concept is these are people who are from the community, who are leaders in the community, who are respected members of the community, who would be a place where people can can do the things that I just said, come to if there's a situation, who can intervene if there's an altercation but they wouldn't be arresting people or shooting people or armed with guns. And I think that if this was the case and this was somebody local, somebody that these people knew, somebody that is of the, 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 the location, that they are much less likely to be hurt by someone, they're much less likely to hurt someone. You could agree or disagree. It's a debate. I'm not a dictator. I don't have the final say in these things. Like I said, I'm just trying to start a conversation. Tell me what you think. My inbox is always open. You can get to me however you can get to me in the group on Facebook or however. But I would love to talk to y'all about it. Tell me what y'all think. If y'all have, if y'all think it's a good idea, a bad idea, if you have all the suggestions, let me know what y'all think. Thanks. All right, y'all. So the next thing I want to get into is rappers that we may deserve an apology to as hip-hop fans so there's certain rappers who have been consistent with their music who have put out classic albums or classic songs who have had longevity who have done all the things that we ask who've been real with their with their content not portraying an image. Lyricism has been on point. Content's been on point. Everything's been good, but for whatever reason, they never got the traction that a lot of these trash rappers get. And I just wanted to take a minute to point out a couple of these rappers or who I feel deserve some flowers that for whatever reason we never gave. For some of them, it's it may be too late. Their career, their time may be up. But for some of them, it's not. We still got time to make this right. And so I just wanted to name a couple of these artists and talk a little bit about them. 
Uh, first on my list is the one and only Lupe the Fiasco. <laughs> uh, Lupe is by far one of the best lyricists in the history of hip hop. I mean, I went back and listened to Food and Liquor in the Cool the other day. And it was even better than I remembered it being. Now that I'm older, I caught things that I didn't catch when I listened to it the first time. You know, the way he put things together. I mean, he has whole songs that are metaphors. And you listen to it and you think it's one thing and then you listen to it and it's a whole different thing. And the whole time he's on beat, he's flowing. It's, it's, it sounds good. It makes sense on different levels at the same time. And I think he has a, a way with words that very few people uh, can compete with. Um, but for whatever reason, just never caught on like that, man. You know, he had Kick Push was huge. It was a big hit. He had a couple other hit, you know, hit records. I mean, commercially hit records. And I'm not trying to diminish anything that Lupe has done musically. This is not the trash Lupe or the embarrassed Lupe or the, you know, belittle Lupe for what he's done. But I don't think that the level of success that he achieved is anywhere near equivalent to the amount of talent that he has and what he has displayed. I don't know what the missing thing is that for whatever reason, people never graduate, uh, gravitated towards. But Lupe Fiasco definitely is somebody who never really got the, the shine and the recognition that I feel that they deserve. Uh, another rapper in this category who I definitely feel never got their, their proper respect and their due diligence was B.O.B. Bobby Ray. B.O.B. came out at a time where rap had got kind of stagnant or it was in the process of becoming stagnant. It hadn't quite gotten there yet. And he presented a fresh take on things, different sounds, live instruments, good lyrics, you know, catchy songs that the radio could play. You know, he was co-signed by T.I., if I'm not mistaken. But whatever reason, it just it just fell off. I don't think that it was anything that he did wrong. I think that we just kind of let B.O.B. down. Um, I don't know. I, he still makes music, from what I understand. He's still dope. I saw him doing an interview online the other day. I mean... We can still make it right, but I don't see it happening, and that's unfortunate. Another artist, uh, definitely high on that list, is J. Cole. And J. Cole kind of is a is one that I, I kind of wasn't sure about if I should put him on the list or not. Because J. Cole does numbers. J. Cole sells records. J. Cole does his thing as far as sales and the commercial aspect of it goes. But doesn't it feel like he should be bigger? Like, what more can we ask for from a rapper? This man has been real to himself the entire time. He's never come out pretending to be a gangster, thug, or this or that. He's been Jermaine Cole from day one. He's been one of the best lyricists from day one. He puts out hit records, you know, that you could play in the club when he puts out his music. He doesn't do a bunch of feature have a bunch of features on his records. I mean, he's he is he is what a rapper is supposed to be. He's been consistent, never been whack. But why isn't it a bigger deal when J. Cole is coming out? What is what is the problem? Why is it that he's not accepted on that that next level? 
or am I tripping? Am I looking am I looking too deep into things as I tend to do sometimes? I don't think I am, but I think that we definitely owe J. Cole an apology. And thankfully it's not too late to make it right. Because he's still in his prime. He's still putting out music. We can still support. We can still make it better. And I'm no better than anybody else because I don't support like I should. You know, I stream music instead of buying it. So I'm not saying that I'm 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 part of the pro part of the solution. I'm just pointing out some things. Another artist that falls into that category is <laughs> Wale. And Wale is a is a weird one because I am not the biggest Wale fan out of the artists on my list that I'm that I'm putting on here. He may be one that I listen to the least. But what I've heard from him, I do like. He's another rapper that's, you know, got the the swag and the 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 image and signed by by Rick Ross and he's had, you know, big records and he does different, you know, sounds. It doesn't sound like everything else. It's not just cookie cutter music like a lot of artists. But he never really hit that next level that, you know, that top tier of rapper. And I feel as though he's talented enough where he could have, or he should have, at least be bigger than a lot of the rappers that are uh, popping right now. What you think? And then there's the one and only Miss Lauren Hill. And I know that Miss Lauren Hill is a little bit of a different situation. I know that she had label disputes and mental health issues and relationship issues and things of that nature. But the way that people slander Lauren Hill whenever she did attempt to come back out and she did attempt to get back into the groove of things, it was like there was an effort to kind of suppress her and keep her from being, you know, bigger than what she was or to be able to reemerge into music the way that she should have or maybe she just didn't do it i don't know i'm not inside anybody's career and i don't have inside information but to put out an album like the miseducation of lauren hill which to this day is one of the greatest albums of all time i don't think that that would ever change i don't think that many people could even imagine in their wildest dreams putting together such an amazing body of work in one album. Not to mention all the great work that she did in the Fugees. I mean, she can rap, she can sing, she can act. She was beautiful. She is beautiful, excuse me. I don't know what more she could have done. But maybe, once again, it's a case of not having that drive, not being as focused as some other artists are and having all the other issues take away from it. I don't know, but it just feels like Lauryn Hill at one point should have been the biggest thing in music. And instead she faded into obscurity and even further into ridicule. And I don't see that happening with a lot of other genres. You don't see that with Madonna, no matter how many times she comes out with a new face and does some embarrassing stuff. She, she still has a level of respect. And I don't think that Lauryn Hill gets that. And I definitely think that we owe Ms. Lauryn Hill an apology just for the miseducation of Lauryn Hill not being the number one album still because I don't think that anything's come out better than that since. We owe Miss Lauryn Hill an apology.
the emperor has no clothes on y'all i think that president trump has exposed himself for what he really is from day one he has been a con man a crook a liar and if not a racist at the very least someone who is very friendly to racist who is very accepting of racist i always hesitate to label anyone as a racist because you don't know somebody in their heart in their situation but i can clearly say from what i have seen that the president is a friendly face to races to racist excuse me I don't think that that's a controversial statement at this point. I don't think that it is something that is a secret at this point. The president of the United States of America, Donald J. Trump, was asked, would he be willing to denounce white supremacists and white supremacy groups, racist organizations? And he did not. When asked what he felt what he should say, what he would like to be, who he would like to talk to. He was asked, would he tell the Proud Boys, which is a well-known racist group, a bunch of idiots, would he denounce them? And instead, he told them, and I quote, say it along with me, y'all, stand back and stand by. Or stand by and stand back, or however he worded the crap. The President of the United States of America refused on national TV to denounce racism. And I know that I'm not the only one who's seen it, who heard it, who understood what just happened, because you all were very quick to pick up on it. Donald Trump is a liar. Donald Trump is a crook. Donald Trump is a con man. Donald Trump is a friendly place and a supporter of racist. And he has a family history of racism. So say what you will. Those are facts. Those are not controversial statements. It is not slanderous. The president of the United States has also contracted the coronavirus after telling people that it's not a big deal, after saying it will go away when it got warm, after calling it a hoax, after calling it the China virus, after telling on himself that he was trying to lie to the people to keep them calm about it. He caught it. I would never wish harm on anyone. I try not to revel in anyone else's misery. I believe in karma. But I can honestly say, without any fear, that Donald Trump got what he deserved. He has spent the past several months telling people to ignore all of the advice that medical professionals have provided. He has ignored all of the warnings. He has put people's lives at risk. He has caused people to die. 
and now he got the disease. He got the virus. I will stop short of gloating and basking in it, but I will drink in the sweet, sweet irony, the sweet, sweet karmic juice that this series of events has presented to us. I don't want the president of the United States to die or to suffer or to hurt in any kind of way. But karma may feel differently than I do. And that's all I got to say about that. Y'all listen to this. First I snatched the streets, then I snatched the charts. First I had they ear, now I have they heart. Rappers came and went, I've been here from the start. I seen them put it together, watch them take it apart. Seen the rovers roll up with ribbons. I seen them repo, resold, and be driven. So when I reload, he holds number one positions. When you hot, I'm hot. And when your feet cold, mines are sizzling, it's plain to see. Niggas can't fuck with me, cause I'ma be that nigga for life. This is not an image, this is God giving. This is hard living mixed with crystal sipping. It's the most consistent hope. Give me the most hits. Y'all, last episode, I talked to y'all about how I felt as though Kanye West uh, may be one of the greatest artists of all time. I choose my words carefully when I speak. And the reason why I said that Kanye West is perhaps the greatest artist of all time is because he may not be the best rapper, the best producer, the best anything. He's the best at doing all of those different things. Today, I wanted to talk to y'all about why I feel Jay-Z is the greatest rapper of all time. And when I talk about the greatest rapper of all time, I don't mean the greatest lyricist or the biggest seller or any of that stuff. Who's the most complete package? Pause. Jay-Z fits that criteria better than anybody could possibly fill that criteria. Captain Redundancy. Yeah. Um... Jay-Z is one of the best, if not the best, lyricists of all time. He's able to tell stories. He's able to, to rap on beat, you know, to just ride the flow. He's able to, to put together complex bars, double entendres, metaphors, the whole bit. He has had hits. More number one albums than any other rapper still, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe more number one albums than anybody at this point. Uh, and then you look at his other ventures, whether it be his, uh, 40, 40 clubs that, that were a big part of the hip hop scene for a long time, rock nation title, Rockefeller records, being president of Def Jam, Armadale Vodka, all these different ventures. And then you look at the legacy of the rappers and artists that he brought up underneath him, 
Beanie Siegel, Kanye West, uh, Freeway, the Young Gun, there's a whole state property crew. Um, Foxy was under under his wing for a little bit. Foxy Brown. Um, I don't think that there's anybody that can compete with the resume. The only thing that he hasn't ventured out to that other rappers can have on their resume that he doesn't have is acting. And he may have, he did have uh, Streets is Watching, and he had another uh, movie type deal, but he wasn't a, a mainstream actor like somebody like a LL Cool J or Method Man. But uh, I think that overall, there's not a lot of rappers that can can even approach the the legacy that Jay Z has left behind. Um, I don't think that he's the greatest lyricist of all time. I think that there are better lyricist than he i think there are people who have better flow i think there are people who have made better albums i think there are people who have a better legacy as far as rappers underneath them but i don't think that any one person has put that whole package together who has never been corny who's never been you know trying to ride the wave who's always been a relevant artist who's had the longevity that Jay-Z has had um I think when you take all those things into consideration it's very hard to make an argument against Jay-Z uh being the greatest rapper of all time I'd love to hear somebody debate me and like I said it's not saying that he's the best or that he is you know any one thing I'm sure that you can point out examples of people who do one thing or two things better than he does but I don't think that you can point out anybody who does all the things that he has done at the level that he has done. So I know that for some reason, a lot of people have a problem when you admire someone or you speak positively about people, it becomes you dick riding or whatever you want to call it. Y'all can go fly a kite. This is not the podcast for y'all grow up. <laughs> I'm simply making an article or uh, making a statement about something that I feel and that I wanted to express. So let me know what y'all think. Do y'all have somebody who can compete with all these different criteria that Jay-Z uh, has? Or do you think that I'm on point with it? Or do you just want to tell me shut up? Let me know. All right, y'all. This has been another episode of the I'll Get Better Later I Promise podcast. I have been your host, Big Angry. I hope that y'all enjoyed it. Hopefully y'all didn't hate anything that I said. Hopefully you understand where I'm coming from. Let me know what you think. Uh, let's have a conversation about it. Facebook.com. I'll get better later. Twitter.com slash I'll get better later. Instagram.com slash I'll get better later. Spotify.com. Hey, I told y'all just type in I'll get better later in any search bar that you find and it should pop up somewhere. I appreciate your, your listening. I appreciate your feedback. I wanted to send a special shout out to my number one supporter, Melissa. Thank you so much, girl. I appreciate you. I thank you. I couldn't get where I'm at with this without you. And thank all of you, not just Melissa, everybody. I appreciate the likes. I appreciate the shares. I appreciate the feedback. I appreciate it all. I'm on this quest to get better. I hope that y'all will stay along with me for the ride and see where this thing goes. 
This is episode four. That means we've been doing this thing for a month. Y'all have stayed with me. The viewership, well, the listenership has stayed consistent. Thank y'all so much. It means the world to me. You know, I don't know. I don't know what I would do without y'all, you know, showing me some support. Y'all keep me going. Y'all make me record when I'm tired and when I don't want to do it. Thank y'all again. I'll see y'all next Friday for the I'll Get Better Later I Promise podcast. Thank you. Good night. Good evening. Good morning. Wherever you at.